Welcome to this special edition podcast series, Surviving the Shitstorm, with me, Michael Tinkser. In this episode, we have Ivan Brewer from Australia as guest. He's an expert to help SME food and beverage businesses to achieve sustainable profitability. We will be talking about how to survive and thrive the shitstorm as an operator, what preparation you can do here now to ensure you're ready when business picks up again. Thanks to our partners HM, Tahola and Vita Mojo who's making this possible. Tune in, grab pen and paper, there's some great out of the box ideas and tips on how to survive and stay longer in business. Tune in and grab pen and paper. There's some great out-of-the-box ideas and tips that can help you survive now and in the future. Thank you very much for joining us today in this special edition podcast episode. There's no doubt today, on the 19th of March 2020, uh, the world and our beloved hospitality and restaurant industry has gone what I've said a couple of times from the perfect storm to a shit storm during the coronavirus. And um, a lot of things is happening out there. Uh, lots of uncertainty, lots of fear. And I'm sitting here early morning in uh, in the UK. And on the other side of the world, I have a very good friend and restaurant expert, even Brewer on the line. And we have been talking a couple of times before that, but not about a subject as, you know, so crazy and so unpredictable as the world is right now. And and we are looking looking into a, a very difficult period. But first of all, welcome to the podcast, Ivan. And uh, for people that don't know who you are, can you just give a, a quick overview, uh, like your 30 seconds elevator pitch? Lovely to talk to you again, Michael, as always. And it's been a couple of years now, I think, that we've been chatting from across the globe. Yeah. Uh, for myself, absolutely delighted to be able to share some time with you again. Uh, my background really in a nutshell is focusing on how how we can be as profitable as possible within the hospitality industry. So to, to learn, relearn that, that genius that is in our genes as an industry and to really start focusing on understanding the nuance i think is probably the the way i like to describe it that we're not a black and white industry we are actually a very agile industry when we truly understand the nuance that we have available to us and how it is that we can utilize that to be as successful as possible which is of course incredibly relevant in such dynamic times at the moment from an australian point of view what is going on in your part of the world when it comes to hospitality what is the situation right now because in in the uk uh, if you haven't shut down, you're down to only do delivery. Uh, we're talking about millions of jobs in, you know, underline the, the next couple of days. Uh, it, it's 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 probably in this darkest hour, as I remember. I, I would say in a European level, not even a UK level. But what, how is the situation in Australia? Incredibly dynamic at the moment. So we've um, it's only really been about a week or so where we've had just such really profound announcements from the government. So we've gone from not being able to have any sort of outdoor associations, so so large groups of people of 500 or more, and just over the last couple of days that's now changed where we we can't have more than 100 people indoors by association and we're looking at social the social distancing, sort of new term which is being thrown around so much. So again, we haven't haven't closed down venues. 
we've certainly seen some crazy human behaviour like hoarding toilet paper and uh, taking completely taking out all of the shelves in supermarkets. And many processed food is, uh, is not available, but plenty of fresh stuff. So very, very dynamic at the moment. So within hospitality, what that's forcing businesses to do is, one, it's giving them a bit of confusion as to round two, how do we manage whether there's 100 people in a venue at once, especially around, you know, stand-up type and dynamic multi-entrance um, and exit type venues can be very difficult to monitor. But then the tables are being a good sort of six feet apart as well. So businesses are dramatically reducing their, their capacity and from a seating perspective. Um, but there is yeah, largely overall there's just this real significant confusion as to just what is going on. And, of course, that confusion leads to people being very conservative in their behaviour. What is going to happen short term? Uh, because I guess you are like the UK. We are, you know, if we are of society, not if people not have already decided they are in lockdown. I think it's uh, we are so close to be in a lockdown situation as a country as you can be, um, which has a massive impact on hospitality. Everything has stopped, and you know, um, nobody knows what's going on in principle. It, it, it's totally chaos out there and and frustration, but. Where, where, how do you see with the, the Australian situation? Is that a similar situation they are facing within the next couple of weeks? You think that you're going to be there as well? That's right. We've got a very interesting lag um, compared to other parts of the world. And there's been a bit of a narrative around the fact that we are tracking um, where Italy was 21 days ago. So we're very early on, you know, the hundreds of cases sort of scenario but it seems to be starting to ramp up. So that, that exponential increase that all parts of the world have seen. So we, we still have schools open. You know, we talk constantly about, you know, basically though there's, I think, like sporting um, associations are acting of their own volition because, you know, based on people's general concern, the public's concern. So I know my, my son's um, soccer and football in your part of the world has just been all suspended. The cricket season's been um, ended in advance. All the swimming lessons have been stopped. And, of course, that just feeds into a, a real concern because that's not really coming from the government. That's just coming from the sporting associations. So from the, the hospitality perspective, it's becoming very focused on on the delivery because I think there's been, in some areas, uh, it's quite significant reduces a reduction in the number of people that are coming in. But we feels like we're standing on a bit of a precipice that it's all about to go one way or the other. It'll all just resolve and be fine in a couple of weeks or if we follow the rest of the world, then it's going to go the other way in the next couple of weeks. So it's a, it, it's a time for us, I think, in this part of the world to just get, you know, to learn what other people are doing and get on the front foot, you know, really start to get get batten down the hedges and, and be positive and proactive instead of just um, putting your head in the sand and ignoring it. Yeah, because I I think it's uh, it, it comes so fast. That's what we experienced. Uh, we talked before we went on the podcast there, where I said to you, it's it came so fast. It was uh, I met a guy the uh, did I had to, I didn't met him because we we couldn't meet, but I had a, a conversation with a guy the other day, and he said it feels like a bit that I was standing in the middle of a square, and uh, somebody came along and just pulled down my trousers. That was how fast it came. So within a week, you know you know, you lost maybe 70% of your revenue. Some have lost more, some have lost all, you know. And nobody can mitigate things like that. It's not possible to steer that a business in any way and save it in that way. So, of course, you can see the consequences that's going to happen for many, many, many operators. 
And what what do you think it's going to happen long term? Uh, are we going to have a totally dismantled industry, or what's going to happen? Because you know we, or do we just don't know? We will have to see on the other side. I think that Australia is is pretty much everywhere else. And what if you look at Europe and the UK in particular, and the US? I think we've had an industry that's been under a great deal of stress and strain for a number of years. So I think for you know we've had market increases. So the number of businesses have increased from fourteen to forty two thousand in less than a decade. It's absolutely unheard of from in our market. But the actual total market spend has only increased by five percent. So the revenue is already being really challenged. And according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics in two thousand and sixteen. 40% of businesses either made zero money or lost money. So we weren't in a great position leading into this sort of um, pressure test and crisis. So I think unfortunate reality of that is that that a good number of businesses are going, are most likely to close, unless there's some sort of very grand uh, sort of uh, support that will come from the government. I suspect that that might be if it does come a little bit too little too late, as has tend to be, tended to be the trend. So I think the businesses that were already on the edge and under under strain, it just as you know, within this industry, it just doesn't take much. We we probably have a slight um, advantage in the sense that we've just come out of a peak summertime. So traditionally, where as you know, that sort of peak trading really is geared to help you get through the winter until you get to your next um, peak trade. So there should be a little bit more resources and a little bit more uh, money in the bank than we would typically have. So that could be a slight sort of positive from this part of the world. But I think the rate, every, every business really is just so dependent on the, that regular sort of uh, expected revenue that when we drop off significantly um, and we tend to, we're not very good in hospitality and acting in real time. Well, you know, we, at best we tend to do weekly P&Ls. We don't really respond quickly to understand what's going on in our businesses. So, This is really a time to just shorten those decision loops and really start to act proactively and very, very quickly. You mentioned governments a bit, and I think all over the world there has been, you know, um, you know, frustration with governments that hasn't moved fast enough. And you've seen some governments like France, Denmark, uh, I think uh, other Scandinavian banks as well, uh, uh, governments have actually been out proactive and say, here's packages straight off. 75% of every you know every, uh, laid off employee will they will cover their their salaries um, in a, in the short term right now to 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 manage the situation because they have a hope that you know we will come back to normality and businesses will employ them again. Um, But but what what is uh, what what do you think government? If you give like three advice, put on your advice hat to the government. What is the three thing they could do right now that will you know maybe not just hospitality, but actually would would support business and the economy in a better way? Well, I think if we if we go on the worst case sort of scenario and we follow the you know the mass isolation, self isolations, and those sorts of things, I think what we really have within the, what do we have within the hospitality industry? So we have um, commercially licensed kitchens that have very good hygiene controls. We have staff that have got very good hygiene standards. And what are kitchens other than actual manufacturing facilities? That That's what a kitchen at its heart is. So there's this enormous opportunity to utilize this resource to be able to produce food, whether it be for people that are stuck at home, whether it be for hospitals and for aged care facilities. 
I think for me, there's a, globally, there's this absolutely wonderful opportunity to utilise the resource that hospitality is, even if it meant that behind the scenes, different businesses on a, on a rotating roster produced food to certain menus and then it goes and gets delivered. I think it would be a tremendous opportunity to be able to utilise that sort of resource. Absolutely great idea. And I think it's maybe a good, great idea for operators out there because I'm involved in a business myself where we're actually trying to find these opportunities because that was one of the things we said. People will be at home. Some people are not able to get food because the the infrastructure will break down at some point. There needs to be support system. There needs to be a plan A, a B, and C. And as you say, that in a way, people should, maybe this is where you're just going to be grateful for having a meal right now at some point in all this a hot meal delivered to your door in a way. So, yeah, so I I think you're, you're spot on there. There's so much resource in hospitality and uh, the people as well within that. We have rigid supply chains with wonderful hygiene standards right right the way through, you know, from and to be able to, so I think that for all of us, you know, from the suppliers, people just need money to go through their businesses to allow the cogs to keep on turning. There isn't going to be price gouging people will just be happy to you know pay pay the costs so that things keep on going so the suppliers can keep on supplying the restaurants the restaurants keep on making the food and then actually just it would be an incredible resource to have good quality product circulating through the economy and just keeping people fed other things you think that the government could get to take but that's a really good that was a great advice it was not just the uh, supporting with money but actually start an initiative where you actually set the the wheels in motion is there other things you think the government could could focus on and where they could actually help business out there i think some of the more successful economies and countries in the world have really been very aggressive and proactive in how it is that they you know almost what you'd call a, a universal income um just and in getting that getting money in people's hands where i think at the moment in the uk and here where we have here in, the, in Australia, something like 25% of our workforce is casual. And, of course, casual staff and, and work is permanent part-time staff that don't have very many hours. So there's a lot of people that don't have enough hours to work. Those hours are being rolled back at an absolute rate of knots. So the ability to get some money into the hands of these sorts of people in Australia, certainly the, the new start, which has not increased in a generation, so that you know, people that are under welfare can just have more money to spend, and then spend it. So I think that the government can certainly do a lot in terms of. I think for all of us, we just had you know, three quarters of a billion dollars in either relief or actual money go to the airlines, and that just breaks people's hearts with the amount of good that that could generate going into the community and then going into the economy. So I think that um, people, businesses, so the economy needs to be propped up at a rate of knots and governments in a way just need to lose a little bit of ego and, and rather do too much than too little because the the ongoing impacts of too little is is catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, again, is the delay in, in the things, as you said before as well. It's, uh, it's a bit maybe it's good. Some of the things are coming, but they're coming a bit too late and it's a bit too difficult for small businesses and even bigger businesses to to actually get the money in time to to actually to, to rescue the business and also you know how, how do we actually make sure that the people out there that is having these frontline jobs are safe in a way the next three months in a way how do you support that and, and unfortunately you know the, there is no perfect information so we can't wait until we get the right amount of information to guide the decisions that need to get made and 
in the absence of perfect information, decisions are being made from ideological perspectives. So whether they're left or right on the political spectrum, surely we need to focus less about um, a lack of interference from the government and less about propping up, um, you know, it's about getting it out there and getting it done. We just need to get the work done. If it's called socialism, then so be it. We just need to be get uh, get out there, not wait for the perfect a storm of in, of information, and just get acting. Is what I think is the most important thing. I think it's a bit like the whole world has gone in startup mode. So it's like you know, learn, uh, apply, uh, test, uh, unlearn, apply new things, and just that circle of startup where you just have to move extremely fast, not to 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 actually you know get to to where you need to be. And I think that's that's maybe the the thinking that almost needs to go into governments as well, um, uh, and accept that they can't they can't manage everything in this situation. If you take it from a from a an operator point of view, if uh, what would your top three advice from a short term to to navigate this because it is bad and people are trying. But what would if you were standing out there running? restaurant groups which you have huge experience with or teams what would you do short term what would your focus be to you know keep the team safe but also the business and i think that it really is an extension of what businesses should be focusing on in in any case so we tend to be very fixed in things like menus you know we'd we'd like to have large menus and we like to and we tend to have items that don't sell particularly well so this is for me, this is an opportunity to, to almost throw your existing menu out of the window and really focus on how it is that we go about making food that is super efficient. So whether the production can be made in bulk outside of service times, the food that can be produced very rapidly, because something that's really needs to be considered if we're operating within hospitality is that people need to get people will actually get sick. So we can't have um we need to be able to rotate it through rosters so that we have, you know, we don't have people clashing and having um, spreading sickness throughout those businesses. So whether they are understaffed or having much smaller staff, but they're having shorter shifts throughout the day and swapping over, and then building a business that allows that sort of hyper productivity as well. So bulk food that can be produced, it can still stay within your brand and within the, the ethos of what you're trying to do, but think about it from a real efficiency perspective. And just you can't be wasting resources. We need specials to be getting up on the menus because we cannot have wastage. We need to sell every item that we have on our stock, especially the perishable items, and considering what are the items that are going to be easier to get versus the items that are not. So I think really, really smart menu design, and, and that really is, in essence, a strategic play. That is what your menu is, is absolutely crucial. That also is something that can filter through to delivery again because we've got that if, if we've got that um, uncapped capacity to produce food even at peak times then the delivery commissions aren't hurting us quite so much and i think it's again you know it's uh, it's, it's probably different for for any for different operators what to do and 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 um i talked with somebody yesterday and they we in in uh, in cooperation we decided you know stop now turn your business around to a delivery model they never done delivery but they again the innovation and the next week they will turn that around and hopefully they say they can keep going and and i said to them as well as we talked about before maybe there's actually going to be opportunities not just to sell your food to consumers but actually that the, there will be government 
they need food as well because their capacity can't follow it. And, and, and they were doing quite healthy plant-based food. So that would be relevant in this situation for sick people as well to have some really good uh, plant-based food as well. Um, so, yeah. Well, this is where we came from, right? I mean, the word restaurant has come from the French term for restorative because we produced food that would help pe- restore people that, un- that were unwell. So it's quite ironic that we're all the way back to that. Um, and to have that sort of food that's really servicing us, you know, building our immunity and helping it and perhaps even in a worst-case scenario, you might not be having a lot of meals throughout a day, so meals that are, that are hypernutritious of, in their own right. But I think that, you know, something that people could be doing as well is that there's a lot of demand that's going into these supermarkets, and we know that restaurants have got very, very comprehensive supply chains and easy access and also suppliers that are needing to sell foods. Something that I didn't have done myself is to allow your staff to have access to your suppliers. So they want the work in any case, so that food and all those sorts of great ingredients and products can be sold to your staff and to their families and to your local community. That's interesting. That's, a, again, a very interesting view I haven't even thought about. And also, I guess, from um, is there any way that you know supply chains are under pressure? Uh, you said loo roll is gone, tin food is gone. Could actually these people be transferred, some of them, into work in that supply chain? And doing some of these jobs because again hospitality people are you know in my view as well very well trained people and they they are very hard working uh, because if you're not hard working you probably would not survive that industry for a long time so again is there actually a, a way where you can actually think that because this, that supply chain is gonna need help um if in in some kind of way and there's not enough people in that supply chain when people start to get ill as well so it's that's another another way of, of turning around really really great way of looking at it Ivan what do you think uh, if you go now and say long term because yes it's it's very dark and dire right now but again and uh, what what do you think the businesses that, that that can steer through this and find solutions short term what do they need to start thinking about long term because we talked about it before the podcast this is a paradigm shift in the world. So how things work will change dramatically, probably. And there'll be things we thought that worked one way will work a totally different way and not exist when we come out on the other side. What do you think that leaves the, the restaurant industry and what should a leader think about now as they get through the crisis management per- period and start to have to do the, the restart phase, I would say it more? I think, um, and just as a segue into that, something that, I know you're very people-focused in, in what you do and, and your philosophy, and that's just so important from the leadership perspective, isn't it? Because every staff member is going to be drawing from what they see in their managers and in their leaders. And if, if people can just be more positive, just calm down, just work methodol- methodically through what they can do, that just helps the mental health of the people that are working for them that are around them. So it's so important just to have that focus longer term. I think that we can only have confidence that the government are going to do the right things at the right time, that as other countries throughout the world have done, that we've got, you know, there are periods in which the mortgages aren't being repaid. The landlords are going to have to be, I would certainly be approaching them, I'm not waiting for them to approach me, but they have to be forgiving rent periods. If the whole economy effectively comes to a standstill, people aren't working and earning and aren't spending, we're going to have to have this 
the, these forgivings of these expenses to allow us to come back on the other side. It, it is unlikely that every business is going to survive. And what that really means is that there's going to be huge opportunity on the other side. Human behaviour being a funny thing that it is, I, I don't know whether people are going to slowly filter back into using hospitality. I'd like to think that it's going to be almost a stampede, that we're going to be okay and then we stampede back. And then that becomes a really big opportunity for businesses to just focus on being fighting fit, you know, that just to be super clear in what their vision is, be super focused on, on their execution, being hyper-efficient and just building a business that really can, you know, stand up to any challenge. Where, if you were a, an operator, where would you go for help and support right now um, outside your own, own little world as an operator? Is there anywhere you would say you should do these two things or three things? I think that there's always a danger in the world that we live in um, because the amount, the sheer volume of information is so large and that more and more we're collecting in cohorts and groups where we might have a Facebook group that we belong to that we get our information from. So I think the most important thing is to get the best information possible. So don't just rely on what other operators might be saying or what someone that you met down the street might be saying or something that you read on the internet. Um, this really can be, and it's something that I've been seeing here in Australia, uh, an opportunity for industry associations to absolutely shine. So the Restaurant and, Co and Catering Association here has been incredibly proactive. You know, so they've released template letters to landlords. Um, they've had, you know, released a, an interview with a leasing expert and going through the things that people could be doing. Those, those sorts of things are fundamentally um, valuable and important to do. So I think industry associations are are incredible. So much misinformation and confusion around staff rights and the complexity of our award system here. So going directly to the likes of your fair work associations and government employment um, areas and departments, we must have we must be making decisions based on the best possible information because we know that there's an awful lot of information that might not be too robust that's on the on the internet. So let's go to the best possible places that we can. We've just have to be, you know, like would be what would be said in most podcasts that would would cover the sorts of thing is we're just going to focus on what our major expenses are and get those dried up and get those stopped, assuming that we will keep on filtering through. So if we go on the assumption that fine, the, the industry will stay open and people will just be a little bit hesitant or they might not be able to um, dine together, then I think we need to be pivoting, focusing heavily on on our menu management peeling it right back, being super efficient um, and delivering good quality and healthy product and then being and meet our customers. What is really we need to be reacting to what it is that the, the community is going through if they're stuck in homes and send it to them. So it's uh, what you're saying as well is also trying to understand what problems can I solve in my community at the same time. So I'm, I'm trying to, to, to keep the business afloat. Absolutely. That, that, will, that, that will come back when you're on the other side. Um, how do you in yourself and what all the things you do, Ivan, how do you keep yourself sane in all this? What is your like your top advice to keep, you know, uh, because it's easy to say to be resilient and focused and all that. But what is your tools to uh, like keep the focus and, you know, keep the, the positivity and the way forward right now? I think, I mean, this is a very difficult time as a community and, and particularly industries that are vulnerable and traditionally vulnerable like hospitality. 
But this is just something that we've gone through. All of our ancestors have gone through things that have, you know, world wars and, and incredible pandemics in the past. So we we are, as people, both robust and we're genius. We have incredible capabilities that are within us. So I think for me, I'm just incredibly grateful to have the family around me to be able to connect with um, such a wonderful person like yourself on the other side of the world. We live in an incredible time in the world. And I think this is really something to keep top of mind that these are events that are happening that we can trust in the governments and what's going on. We will get through this on the other side. There's absolutely zero doubt to me that, and we will just get to go again. And we really get to almost in a way reconnect to the things that are, that are really important to us. And really, I guess you start to identify the things that really aren't that important to us as well. So we just focus on what does matter and really, you know, simplifying the amount of noise that's continually going through our heads and just focus on, on what, what makes us happy and what makes a difference and just look after each other. You know, something that in that vein I just would be desperate to see with our hospitality industry is that even if you can't charge for the food because you're having to throw it away or, you know, you can't utilise it, there are the concerns in the in the community are the likes of homeless people and people that are really struggling. So making sure that all of that that food and product is getting circulated through and getting to people that need it as well. And we've got lots of organisations that can do that and just making sure we're connecting with those and just being human, helping people as much as possible because profit really doesn't matter. We will all get through this and we'll get to have another bite of the cherry. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah, this is a, this is a time for you know humanity and uh, connection and help reaching out and help the the I think it's called the rule of reciprocity as well. You know that if you give give, you will get at some point, and this is more important than ever because we all in the same boat. As a, as a as a a colleague of me said yesterday, that's a, that's not it's not that's not that's no different for anyone. Maybe in different levels of pain but we're all in the same pain and we need to take each other out of that pain and this is the time to come together he said because if we don't come together this is could be the worst you know um event in a long time in history in the world he said so so uh i hope i have the same hope as you that industry and people will come together now more than ever because that's what we need in a way and uh on all levels so yeah if people want to follow you, Ivan, and uh, follow you on in, in, uh, on social media or whatever, where, where should they go to learn more about you and follow you and see? I guess you will have some perspectives in all this as we move forward, as you normally have on LinkedIn. I know it's very you use that a lot. That's right. That's really the primary um, sort of medium that I use. It's through my own sort of personal circumstance, I don't have a lot of time or, or ability to spread myself too thinly. So LinkedIn has been a, a wonderful resource to allow me to, to communicate with uh, people within the industry. Um, more and more um, being involved in, you know, writing contact, content for businesses, which I'll share again on the LinkedIn page and, um, you know, being involved in podcasts and those sorts of things. So I'm certainly the name gets out there, but to find me would be to go on the LinkedIn. And then I think over the next sort of 12 months or so, really looking to, I'll, I'll be able to get the website up and running and, and all those little sort of more getting things organized so that I can, I can get my name out there a little bit more and, and just help people. Cause that's, that's the only thing that's important to me is that just the, the hard one knowledge that I've had and 
I've had a gen, you know, decades where very generous leaders have shared information and knowledge with me, and I just want to pass that on and help people as much as I can. Thank you, Ivan, uh, for um, coming on the podcast. Um, I'm sending you, your family, power, love, and and energy to to navigate through the the coming coming period. And um, I'm sure we're going to be talking more as we are now. Both of us uh, maybe potentially going to be isolated in our homes a lot. So I think there's an opportunity to to, to share even even more more experiences and uh, and knowledge as we go forward. So yeah, stay safe, stay safe down down under, Ivan. And yourself as well. We both have young kids, so please, mate. Yeah, so stay safe in your part of the world. You'll you'll be starting to have everything warm up a little bit. Hopefully, you know, have some brighter skies that might might put some smiles on people's faces. And where I live in the tropics, it's always sunny. So just enjoy the sound of you know, enjoy the kids and the family around you, and, and the beautiful world that we live in. I will, I will. Thank you very much, and take care. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Ivan, for your out-of-the-box thinking. Sure, a lot of people out there are already starting implementing some of these great ideas. Remember, if you'd like more help, please reach out to Ivan on LinkedIn, uh, Ivan Brewer. Please share this podcast so other industry people also can get, get this great insight and advice. If you would like more of this, please subscribe to one of our channels. More to come very soon. If you have not signed up to the newsletter, go to experience101.live and sign up today. Thanks to our partner, HM Tahola and Beta Mojo for supporting us getting this out to more movers, shakers and mavericks. Together we can overcome this. Thanks for listening and be kind out there. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're going to try and get this thing off the ground. If you fall down, don't blame me. Are you ready? Everybody left. One, two, three.